Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello everyone, it is the post-match podcast, Liverpool 2, Genk 1 in the Champions League on a night that saw the mighty Reds top their group after Napoli and Salzburg drew. First up, it is the match reaction. Hello everyone, welcome to the Redmen TV, Liverpool 2, Genk, Genker, Henk, doesn't matter, we'll never have to play them again, uh, 1, look, Far from a vintage Liverpool performance tonight, but a Liverpool performance that did the job that we required of it. For me, it ended up being nothing more than a glorified sparring match ahead of the Man City game at the weekend, which is where all the focus had to be. Um, and in that regard, I think we, you know, we, we played it well. I think look, we showed. Oh, there's a massive gap between where Liverpool are and where Genk are. I think everyone knows that. Doesn't need me to say that. I don't think it's disrespectful to say that. I think they put up a really good fight to us. I don't think they rolled over and had a belly tickle. Thought they were they were resolute. Thought they went for it to the best of their ability. But I think you can see with the tempo and from the first half, we got the first goal and we were strolling around. We were knocking it around. We were comfortable to be in possession. We were happy to play the game out. And that was actually probably to our detriment, to be fair, because as much as that might pay dividends come the weekend where you got a little bit more in your legs, I think if we pushed a little harder, we could have killed it off. And we were guilty of a bit of sloppy or selfish play in the final third. I think in particular... Um, Mohamed Salah I thought was really really poor all over on the night particularly in the first half I thought he improved significantly moved to centre forward which is clearly where he wants to be all game long everything he was doing in the first half every time Ox vacated that position he shuffled towards it like go on please please please, please let me have a go I think he's desperate for a goal and I actually think that had a, a, bit, a bit more of a negative impact on his game than perhaps it should have done um, but, but so be it I think the, the, the absolute standout performer of one of them certainly for me was Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain plays in the false nine in the first half and I thought he was outstanding to be honest I never I never considered it when I saw the lineup. I never thought for a second I thought you might see him from the right you might see him from the left you might see him in the midfield three but I never thought he'd play centre forward and I thought he did a very very good job indeed direct running quick link in the play you know very very fluid he allowed our front three to be at times um, I thought Divock put a good shift in as well faded a little bit in the second half but when he was moved to the right again I thought he was good on the left and I thought when he moved to the right I thought he was he, he, caused so many problems he played it more like a winger than I had probably expected Divock to do that and he, so yeah I was, I was very impressed with him um, Navigator another 
interesting performance because I think he faded the fitness wise big time in the second half, which is why ultimately he gets withdrawn. Um, but you can see there's something. I don't think it was an exceptional performance. I'm not going to go that. That was the case of performance that's going to be the one that defines the play he's going to be for Liverpool. But I was encouraged by what the shift that he put in. But Genie was really good. But the defence were fine. I think sloppiness kind of cost us once or twice, made that game more nervy than it had to be. But as far as I'm concerned, you got to put what 70 minutes back into the legs of Andy Robertson. You got to put the same into the in, in a positive sense to Alex Oxley Chamberlain to Naby Keita. So you've got your impact players already. You've got loads of your first team. It was a red big rest for Bobby Firmino, big rest for Sadio Mane, big rest of a couple of midfielders as well. I think that's perfect preparation for the weekend game uh, in terms of having players available, having players fit, but also having. Probably a little bit to improve, a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a kick up the arse as well at times. Klopp won't have been happy, I don't think, all told with that performance. Maybe publicly, but I think behind closed doors, he'll, he'll have demanded more. I mean, that game should have been three, four, whatever. But you look at it, the result for Napoli means that Liverpool go top of the group. And after these back-to-back fixtures against Gig, that's exactly where he wants to be. So as far as I'm concerned, mission accomplished. Not exactly how I would have liked to have done, um, but top of the group in the best possible form of fitness with Man City at the weekend. Perfect as far as I'm concerned. There you go, there's that. Now we've got Chris Pajak running amok with the player ratings. Liverpool have just beaten Genk by two goals to one. I'll do the goalkeeper. Genie one of them. Genie one of them. Alison, um couldn't do anything wrong for their goal. Came out and won the ball loads of times, played like a sweeper-keeper, just exactly what you'd expect from Alisson. I'm going to give him an 8 out of 10. Move on to Trent Alexander-Arnold. What would you give Trent out of 10, mate? Uh, um, I'd say 8, eight? out of 10, because Why? like he did get some good balls into the box. He was tracking back, he was doing his job, so... Yeah, that, that ball, was it to Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, where he just sort of drove it across the field? I mean, there was puddles around me. Just everyone was just wet. It was mad. <laughs> yeah, maybe one for the older people. <laughs> uh, onto the centre halves. Then Virgil Van Dijk. What did you make of him today, mate? He's outstanding, wasn't he? Let's be honest. Like he's he's a number four. Watch him defend, and we watch him score. Let's be honest, can you name a better centre half than Berger van Dijk? No. Like, it's hard, isn't it? Because at the moment, he's just playing outstanding. And you watch the game today, which he's just so influential on the whole team. He just provides that like that calmness throughout the whole team, especially in a game today where you need it. Looking at City on Sunday, you just need that that, that relaxed, calm attitude throughout the whole game. So he's done he's done his job today. Um, you look at like, the likes of Milner, they're instrumental in the whole game. What you, you The young lads who are coming in, like Oxley Chamberlain, people like Naby Keita, they're on the fringes of the game. But at the same time, you need those influential players at the back that are going to calm everyone else out, make sure everyone else is playing that influential part in it. So that that's what we need. And to be honest, I can't really fault the performance. Let's be honest. Like, uh, I mean, the corner, I didn't really see it. I was at the other end, so I didn't really see the uh, whoever it was who lost the man. But other than that. It's a faultless performance from Virgil van Dijk, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, on to his uh, centre-back party, who wants to do Joe Gomez rating with us? Do you want to do Joe Gomez with us? Yeah. What did you make of Joe Gomez, mate? 
I, this is the thing. I love Joe Gomez, but you could see he's got injured late last season and he struggled to make it back into form. But I think today, even though he did make a few silly mistakes, made a few passes that didn't really string up um, our attack, as you'd expect from our centre-halves, he made some really you know, key moments. I don't know. Is every time he got the ball, you felt like a little atmosphere because you always knew that he has the ability to run on the ball, just like Matip does, and he'll get the ball and he's not scared to run 15 you know, 10, 15, 20 yards and give a pass in the final third. So, you know, that's what that's exactly what you need in our defence. And that's exactly what, what we do that makes our defence so good is that not only we're the best defence in the league, we can also get the ball and create. Um, and that was absolutely f phenomenal what we saw today from Gomez. You know, there was, a, again, a few bad passes, but it was that fight. He gave, he gave the ball away and ran like a madman until he got it back. And that's exactly what you see you want to see from a red. You wear this shirt and you don't wear it because it's any other club. You wear it because it's fucking Liverpool. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You're not playing for the name on the back. You're playing for the badge yeah. on the front. That thing there. That's what it all matters. Uh, so what did we give him out of 10? I'll give him a solid 7-7. Seven, seven. I've got to go for 7. 7. 7. High and all lower than a 7. Way 7. <laughs> Okay, um, left back James Milner. Uh, ooh, who shouted that? Who shouted the six there? Come on. Damn. What's going on there? Why are you giving James a six, lad? <laughs> I, I love Hamid Milner, but I don't know. He was just, he was just an average James Milner. So you don't know, you're just throwing a number out there. He gave the ball away once, but... He's, he did. And it wasn't his best performance, though, was it? I think we expect a lot from J James Milner, and we probably didn't see everything. And, you know, there was a lad behind me who was particularly uh, unimpressed with his performance, shall we say. And I badly wanted Milner to score just for that. Like, And he's like, oh, he's so fucking slow. And he just cuts inside on his right foot and fucking this. And I'm like, fucking shut the fuck up, will you? You do me fucking head in. But, uh, but look, he didn't... When he went in midfield, I think he was a bit better, because like, obviously he's not a left-back, but he does a good job. And that's why I love him, Jimmy Milner. Jimmy Milner, there you go. He loves him, but he's only giving him a six. He's a harsh critic. Um, so, onto the midfield then. Fabinho, best DM in the world. Can I come to you? Absolutely. What are you giving Fabinho out of ten, lad? Solid eight. Uh, and then again, every game he plays, it's unbelievable. Like He's all over the place. Literally controls, makes forward runs, covers the back, everything. It's, it's unbelievable. No, I agree with that. I think, you know, for me, I mean, I, I talk about Fabinho all the time. I think, you know, when we signed him, um, it's, not, it's not very often that I'm right on, on players when we signed him. Fabinho was one of those players where I said, I think he'll change the way that Liverpool play it. And I think that he has, to be honest with you. I think he's so good. He's so reliable uh, and he's so good at breaking up the play and, you know, making sure that they can't get out from the back. That's the important thing with Fabinho. We push up so hard, the ball just seems to fall to him every single time and then we start again. Um, on to his midfield partners then. Do you know Wijnaldum obviously gets the goal today. What are we giving Wijnaldum? Ten. I'd give him a nine out of ten, to be honest with you. I know the performance wasn't that great, but he was all over the park, I think. Um, he, he was leaving Ox uh, free himself up a bit more to get into that forward position, but he tracked back so well. A couple of times that he won the ball, I was like, oh, my God. He was helping, like Fabinho, as he said, he, he wasn't on his greatest game, but he was he was solid. And because uh, Wijnaldum kept coming back and covering for him and uh, and, and winning the ball back, it, it made it a little bit easier on Fabinho, so it freed up the lads up the, the left and right. I know Milner didn't have the strongest game either, but, you know, I mean, I mean, how many games can he play more in a season, you know, as he goes on? But he's, he's there for the Champions League games. He, Absolutely. So, so, Absolutely. You know? I mean, the, the one thing with Genie today is we saw him getting into the box loads more than normal. He obviously gets the goal, yeah. but even second half, you know, I was I was stood in the cop and you saw him 
playing those one twos with Mo Salah, but also doing the track and back. Bit more of maybe that Dutch Genie Wine Alden that we've seen on the telly so often. Um, alongside them, Naby Keita. For me, first half, flashes of brilliance, absolute flashes of brilliance, but not enough flashes of brilliance from Naby. And I think that's what we're looking forward to seeing as Liverpool fans now, isn't it? We know the level that he can reach, and we just want to see him start to reach that level consistently, I suppose. Because I think everybody knows that he's just he's an absolute talent, and you want to see him grab a game by the scruff of the neck and really force his will on the game. I'm not sure he did that today, but I think he had a solid game, maybe a 7 out of 10. Is that fair? 7 out of 10 for Naby? OK. Um, on to the right wing. Mo Salah, I mean, it's so straight. So I've had a poor shout, I've had a solid shout over there. And everyone's sort of shaking their heads. Paul's giving me the wanker sound. I'm not sure if that's for Mo or me. It's what he affectionately calls me most of the time. Um, so I'm a little confused there. I think, I think that's a bit harsh, Paul, to be honest with you. I don't think he is a wanker. We'll talk. Uh, no, you, you are. <laughs> we'll talk about this on the instant match. But I, um, I thought he was terrible first half. I think he's trying too hard. I think you can see from him and out, out wide he was constantly trying to engineer a situation where he, he, he's the guy. I, I, I described him. It was, it's a weird analogy, but that's me in it. He's a he's a full stop. It's a Liverpool's moves. Like Mane's a comma, Firmino's a comma. You can carry on a move. When it comes to Salah, it's it, it has to be him that takes the shot. And like that's the thing that makes him a great centre forward. And he was much better playing in the middle in the second half. But that desperation to be the guy who sticks the ball in the back of the net, I think, hampered his performance. Okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. Ah, great assist for the goal. What are you saying about that full stop? What are you saying for the full stop there? Was that a comma? <laughs> um, Alex Oxley Chamberlain. Ten. Oh, hello, mate. Come over here, lad. Alex Oxley Chamberlain. What are you giving him? You giving him a ten? A ten, yeah. Why? Ox, best midfielder. He he ran the midfield today. He was in every position. He was in the right position, at the right time, and he every time. Maybe they sat back once or twice, but he'll drive. And now what we're lacking, Naby does it, but Ginny and Milner, they just sit there and that what we're lacking, someone that'll open the game, that'll drive, drive forward and look for the forward pass. And he's great. And he gets that goal again, doesn't he? Um, it's just, he just loves scoring. Is it five and four now for him? Yeah, it's madness. It's madness. I mean... And this isn't even a player that's playing at his absolute best yet, who's fully integrated into the side yet. Yeah. I can't wait to see Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain start and score a hat-trick against City at the weekend, to be honest with you. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and then uh, Divock Origi played left-hand side to begin with, played right-hand side. I thought he was really good. I thought he was really good today. Yeah, I think 8 out of 10 is probably a fair assessment of him. What was that? He played good, Origi. Origi. He had a good first half. He had a great first half. Second half, bit touchy, but I think he had a great first half of Rigi. I think he's a great player for Liverpool, to be honest, and I think he's a lot, got a lot more to come. Absolutely. To come. There you go. Uh, on to the substitutes then. we got Robertson. Yeah. Ah. Ten. Ten. He just did what he was asked to do. Like. Did, did he? Okay. He came on, and I think he did really well with Mane down the wing. I just think Klopp probably said to him, just keep it calm, don't be making so many overlapping runs. And I just think... He just he just came on and he just kept it cool. He didn't lose the ball at all, at all, I think. And I think he just did the job that he was asked to do. Yeah, no, that's true, isn't it? I think 10's maybe a little bit of a stretch for coming on and just 
not really doing anything wrong. Um, I'll go seven. Ten. We'll go ten. He's right. <laughs> Fuck it. It's Andy Robertson. Let's just give him a ten. Um, Marnie. Seven. Seven for Marnie. Didn't do much. Yeah, I think that's about right. And Firmino. Ten. Ten. Uh, like, there's probably 30 people here and they've all said 10, so it's 10. Fantastic work as always from Mr. Payjack. Next up, it is Chris and I and a little bit more of an in-depth discussion on that match from the instant match reaction. On your match reaction, you described it as a bit of a weird a weird game, a weird feeling. It, we've had a week or so, of, of, well, more than a few weeks now, of truly dramatic football matches going down, clawing goals back, last-minute penalties, last-minute winners, limbs everywhere. That. I was really enjoying that. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, this is the thing. We all walk out of them games going, shortening me life, this. Shortening me life. And we also said, that's living. This is, the performance we've just seen tonight is that's, that should, we, there was a golfing class between Liverpool and Genk, and Genk today. Do you know what that is, Paul? That's living for the weekends in more yeah. ways than one. That's yeah. what we were doing yeah. right there. That's what the team were doing. They were living for Manchester City at the weekends. And I think they were conserving energy. I said that on my match reaction and stuff. And I think there's reasons why we weren't at our absolute best. But there were moments where we were really good. And we mm. were playing with a front three there that was has never played together before. Yeah. That was playing in... Did you think Ox was in the nine? Was, slash, yeah, yeah false nine. For, for, for first, first half, anyway. First half, he, he, played, he basically played... Yeah, and he played nine. it brilliantly. Yeah, and he, he was did. linking up play with Origi. He was linking up play with Salah and Wijnaldum coming from deep Naby Keita. And we looked brilliant at times. But... I don't know, we were just a bit lax or something, maybe? Yeah, I, I honestly, there was a point, And it was about half an hour into the game. And I, I sat <laughs> in the upper Kenny. He sat next to me, Dad. And I said... We're miles better than these. And we were just stroking the ball around. We were keeping possession. We were we weren't forcing it, but we were also when we wanted to, to speed it up, we sped it up. We created chances in that half. You know, more than enough to be to be comfortable, I think, all, all told. But there was that the, the it's football. And and you can see, and I've always said this all season long, how Liverpool are most likely to concede a goal is going to be a random one or a dodgy refereeing decision or whatever. And, and it's a good corner routine. I couldn't tell you the, the, the ins and outs of it, but obviously the guy wins it in the near post, sticks it in the top bid, fine, sound. And I think it probably actually helped Liverpool a little bit because it gave us a bit more impetus to go to go a bit harder. I think it, and it makes us make the change in the second half into the front three in particular. But that was it wasn't complacent. It was just class. And what we, what we probably lacked is... A bit of cutting edge, and I mentioned it on the on the play ratings. I think Salad influences that a bit. There's there's a couple of moments I think where he's just got to pass, pass. <laughs> he's just got to square the ball. He's got to get us two 0 up, and then he can worry about getting his goal. Because if we go two 0 up in that, I think we win it five 0 But when you don't get that second goal, and they yeah, go one no, or changes. I, I, didn't, I didn't say my thoughts on Salah in the player ratings, but. I I can see it from that point of view, certainly. But there's another point of view, I think, that when you realise that well, every time he lost the ball, how many players were around him? Oh, yeah. Two or three players. So he's trying to make something happen. And the reason that there might be someone in space is because he's got three guys around yeah. him. Yeah. And I think, that, you know, the one that, I, that I'm re I remember most was probably right towards the end of the game. It's right in front of your normal seat in the cop, just by the, by the post. And he's dinking and he's diving and he's trying to get through. And you can see someone, I can't remember who it was, it might have been Mane, probably back stick or something. And you just like, can you get the ball to him? I'm not sure he actually could have got the ball to him. Yeah. But there were opportunities, as you say, during the game where someone was available and he should have played the pass. But it wasn't to say that he didn't play the pass a lot. I think he's 
It's still, I think he's struggling for confidence. There we go. That was the post-match podcast. Thank you very much for listening to that one. If you enjoyed it and you want the full instant match reaction, we do one of these after every single game. Go to theredmentv.com. Make sure that you sign up. Uh, You get your free month. You get to enjoy a whole host of fantastic content in your native podcast app. Ta-ra.